Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Carrier. Turn to the experts. Let's head over to Fort Worth. Tony, how are you today? I'm doing well, sir. And yourself? I'm doing real good. How, are, how can I help you? Well, it's major honeydew time for me. Uh, it's <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> I know it. Hey, but you know we all have we to all do have it one to time do it. or the other. I hope. Yep. <laughs> uh, here's the deal. Um, my wife uh, pointed out to me the other day that the seam between my quartz countertop, uh, where the sink is, and the kitchen, uh-huh. has se- separated a little bit. Now, what uh, my question is? It's a two-part question. First part is. What kind of cock, or is there any kind of a special cock that I can use to put in there that will remain for a while? And then, that that's my first one. My second one is, of course, she wants me to also cock where the stainless steel um, sink goes onto my quartz countertop in the bottom, you know, where they meet. I clean it all up really nice. What kind of cock do I use there? And I will stand by and listen, sir. Well, typically in most situations, you're going to use a siliconized cock uh, because they just oh. they they hold up better, they and uh, and seal well and have some elasticity to them. Now, mm-hmm. how how old a countertop is this? Uh, about uh, about three to four years old. See, my big concern is why is it separating? Uh, at three or four years old, I wouldn't expect to have to do anything. Yeah, uh, something, yeah. something is moving somewhere that that's causing uh-huh. that situation, or they just did a really bad uh, install as far as that seam is concerned. Uh, Second option is correct, sir. Okay, well, then if that's but, the case, uh, you'll have uh, to clean out all the material that they have in there. Yes, sir. And when you do go back with it how how big a gap do you have between the two pieces oh it's 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 very very small it's almost um maybe the largest is uh the width of a penny and that's the largest that's perfect then uh because when you go back to fill it in make sure you get Mm -hmm. some material pushing down into that gap what happens sometimes Mm -hmm. is they're so tight and touching each other you can't get anything in there and it just doesn't seal well but if you've got that Uh much space You'll be able to squish some of the material down in there. And, you know, don't worry about getting it on the counter while you're doing it because as soon as you're finished getting the material into the gap, clean that counter off right away so that all the material is just in that line, uh, Mm -hmm. and and you'll be fine then. Okay. And uh, does that also go for the stainless steel sink as well as the quartz countertop where they meet? The stainless steel sink, is it under undermount or on top? Undermount. Undermount, yeah. sir. See, yeah, they actually use a, uh, a siliconized material to adhere those under there. Uh, and usually the seal is that material that they use to glue it to the bottom. Now, in some cases, they will go along and fill the gap where it touches the, uh, the countertop. Yeah. And if you want to, yes, just use that same material. Okay. Well, that so the word sounds like siliconized is the main Correct. word here. Okay. Great well, talk. thank you very, very much. A message from Elva, and she says, 
have a problem with the tub not emptying. The toilet and the two sinks in the same bath are fine. Plumber could not unclog. He stated it is a pipe problem. I hate to tell this plumber, but it, it, isn't that what a plumber's supposed to do is work on those darn pipes? Anyways, she needs a second opinion. If they're, if the other three are functioning well, another shower at the back of the house and two more sinks, which have no problem and must come to the same line. Well, chances are real good it's in the P-trap under the tub itself, especially if all the other fixtures in that particular bathroom are working fine because typically the way a bathroom is plumbed, your tub and shower, your sinks, all have either inch and a half or two inch lines that feed into either the three or four inch line for the toilet. And so if the toilet's working right and the other sinks are working right, it tells you it's just that short line for the tub or shower. And, you know, the only things that can go wrong with it, one, the P-trap can get clogged up with just all kinds of gunk and stuff, so you can still run a snake through it, and it still doesn't drain right because it's full of sludge, in which case you use a different head on the snake and ream it out until you get it cleaned out some. The other issue that can happen and does happen a lot more than people realize is the P-trap comes apart under the sink, and so the water will flow out into the soil underneath, and it drains away, but it drains away slow. And it kind of sounds you like you may have possibly that problem. Now, how can you tell if it's that problem? Because typically, you'll start getting an odor in the bathroom because the P-trap's not holding water under the tub, and it will allow sewer gas smell to start coming in. Uh, the fix... Well, it depends. If there's an access panel on the back side of the tub, a lot of times you can go in through that access panel. There'll be a knockout in the slab that allows you to fix that P-trap. And if you don't have that situation, well, then you may have to dig from outside up underneath in order to repair it. Or you got to put an access panel in the wall if it's available. You know, that's not always the case, but most of the time, it is available that way. So that would be the things I would take a look at. Uh, look, you need a second opinion? Give Due West Plumbing a call. We would be more than happy to come out and take a look. You can get the number by going to our website, thipro.com. was from Susan in Houston, but I know in Dallas we're, you know, we're, we're thinking the same thing. It says, hi, Jim. After last winter's storm, we would like to have a source of emergency power sufficient to keep our refrigerator, outdoor tankless water heater, and a few other essential medical gadgets, at least. My concern about a gas generator is that I heard natural gas supplies were disrupted last February. I've heard about solar generators, some with solar panels that can be mounted permanently outdoors. Is this a good solution? If so, any suggestions as to which brand to buy and who does the sort of work required to hook them up? Thanks very much. Well, if you want to look at the solar, there are companies, just solar companies, who specialize in doing nothing but solar panels. However, if you're looking at that as a backup power supply, be prepared. Not just solar panels are needed. 
you're also going to need to put in a bank of batteries uh, because otherwise, the minute the sun goes down, you've got no power. If it gets too cloudy, you've got no power. If it snows and covers the panel, you've got no power. So that is not a, a cure-all for this type of situation. Uh, natural gas did get disrupted a little bit. And, you know, that's always been a concern of mine with natural gas generators being hooked up to the pipe system because you know, along the Gulf Coast. And, and you, the, the, Susan, you're in the Houston area. I mean, let's face it, a lot of times what we need these generators for are hurricanes more so than cold weather. Well, a hurricane comes in and starts knocking houses over and stuff. we got natural gas spewing all over the place. You're not going to have the pressure and the volume of natural gas you need to keep that generator going. So what is the option? Well, you can look at a diesel. You can have natural gas. Um, I'm personally, I don't have natural gas to my house, so I'm having a propane tank put in, a 500-gallon propane tank. That's going to make me totally self-sufficient all i got to remember to do is make sure that tank is filled all the time and with a 500 gallon tank if you don't let it go below half full I've, i'll have enough propane to to last a, uh, several months before i have to worry about filling it again even if i'm using a backup generator so that would give you an option that you just plain don't have to worry about it uh, uh, beyond that I uh, don't don't see a whole lot of options, but uh, quite frankly, in the Houston area, I really wouldn't take a look at the solar as a viable backup power provider simply because, again, the biggest time you're going to need it is after a hurricane. And at that point, it won't do you any good. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Janet in Dallas, how are you today? I'm well, thanks. And you, Jim? I'm doing wonderful. My first question is uh, the driveway. There are some cracks in it from a tree, a live oak tree next to it, and part of it is raised, and it affects the driveway too much and we need to flatten it and so if we take that piece out and then cut the root will it damage the tree chances are not okay and and i and i say that because i've been putting in root barriers for the last mm, 35 40 years and i get root barriers as close as sometimes as close as three feet to the tree and uh, I've yet to have a tree die from it. Okay. And second quick question is, uh, this house was built in 64, and to my knowledge, it was my parents' house. The attic insulation has not been topped off, if that's the right word. And so the attic people want to put a solar fan up there and also top off the Insulation. Insulation. Why Um, do they want to put a solar fan? I mean, what's changing um, it? It has a ridge vent, and they say it can remove more heat if it has a fan at the end in the gable vent. Okay. Are, Are they talking about leaving the ridge vent then? 
they they would seal the ridge vent. Mm-hmm. They would add some vents in the soffits on both the north and the south sides, and they would put the fan in the gable vent. Okay. I will tell you that will work, but I would also question why do it. If you add more soffit vents and let the ridge vent do its job, it does just fine. And that's actually my favorite way of venting because, uh, let's face it, hot air rises. It goes up and out through that ridge vent. You suck new air in through the soffit vents, and that's what uh, the attic system is actually designed to do. If I get into an attic that I cannot use a ridge vent on because there's just not enough ridge available, then I go to a solar-powered attic fan. And they they work great, but like they told you, you'd have to close off the soffit vent then. I see. Okay, and then so far as the insulation, there's not much insulation left up there, maybe an inch or two, and the board is about a 10-inch by... Two by two ten, inch, would yeah. that sound right? Yes, ma'am. So it would to fill it up. I would assume would take a lot of insulation. You know, it, it's you're supposed to have basically fifteen inches uh, to meet energy code that's recommended right now. Uh, if you want to take a look at getting some insulation put in there, take a look at that Milo insulation. I mean, the the problem with going with the fiberglass blown in and stuff is it's going to settle over time again. Where uh-huh. if you put that Milo in, you're done. You just plain won't have to worry about it any longer. And it, do you recommend settle. the attic company? Yeah, Milo. They're, they're oh, the Milo ones is who, the company. Yep. Okay. And, Great. Uh, let me give you their phone number real quick. It's uh, 940-331-331. Uh-huh. Milo, which is M-I-L-O. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Jim. You bet. You take care. Rodney, how are you? Hello there. Thank you for taking a call. My I pleasure. Have a question for you for something here. We're building a, a building some slabs uh, up on Lake Livingston on the side of a hill. And it's not a huge hill, but it is a hill somewhat. Two sides of the slab that we've got. Uh, there's probably, I'm going to say one of them is about 35-degree slope. The other is probably 40 to 45-degree slope. Uh, they've come in, put, uh, you know, 60-40, built it, you know, built it in, walked it in, and then put a little topsoil on it. It's probably about four inches below the slab. Uh, my question is for erosion, would you, while I'd like to do grass, you know, I'm gonna, I'd have to be there to, to water it every day. That's not possible. So I was thinking either bull rock or river rock. Underneath, maybe like a six mil plastic. You got any other ideas? Mm-hmm. Like you know, the rock will help. Uh, one, I wouldn't use plastic. Use a filter fabric so that moisture can still go through. Uh, but beyond that, as far the vegetation would do you better than the rock would. Rock is a secondary choice. Uh, your only other choice would be to start doing some terracing uh, where you got flat areas, you know, where you just keep dropping down with small flat areas. But that kind of becomes a pain for mowing and stuff then. So right. I, I, th- I think you're heading down the right road. Is, you know, if you don't want any vegetation to use the rock, the bigger the rock, the better. The bigger, the better. Okay, so I need to probably get up to a bull rock instead of, instead of one by threes, go to something that's three to five. Yep. 
Man. Reasoning behind that, what, is it won't go down the hill or yep. what? The, the smaller rock, when you start getting the water flow, will move. Okay. The bigger rock, the bigger won't won't move. Well, I was having some trouble getting the fabric, so I'd gotten some plastic and actually got it all down and got some stuff on top of it. We got all this rain coming in, so yep. possibly. Yeah. So I'm trying to trying to get by with doing something before that happens. So, uh, but you're saying use the the, the, the fibrous material. Well, if you already got the plastic down, use it. Uh, the only reason I, I say that is the plastic's going to deteriorate rather rapidly under there, uh, and it'll yeah. start letting the uh, the water through on its own. But the problem with the with the plastic when it deteriorates, it allows weeds to grow up through where the filter fabric won't do that. Ah well, that's what they make Roundup for. <laughs> there you go. Don't <laughs> don't get it in the lake though. <laughs> I don't say anything about that. Okay, I gotta I gotta spread my money up for bull rod. They don't hear that stuff. Away. No, they don't. All righty, appreciate it. Thank you very much. You bet. Take care. Bye bye. And you know, vegetation is the best way to go. And if you can get something, uh, some type of natural vegetation, that would be even better. But you know, that's just not always possible. So uh, the rock does a great job of slowing water flow and keeping it from washing out. Pat, this is Jim. How can I help you? Yes, uh, I'm planning on extending my roof out about six feet. Um, and one area covers my air conditioning uh, compressor. Is that going to be a problem? It's a one-story house? Uh, with the uh, Problem with what? Well, the, the fan, the, the vent uh, how, fan there for the... How high above it is is the uh, roof going to be? Well, it's one be? story, uh, but it is, it is a pier and beam house, so it's higher than normal. It's probably, uh, um, <clears throat> I don't know, six feet or so. Then I would say, yes, it probably will be a problem. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing that the outside unit does with that fan is disperse the heat. And yeah. anything you put around it that would block that, and especially uh, anything above it, uh, can push the heat back down onto it. And that becomes an issue where you actually lose efficiency instead of gaining efficiency. Okay, so in that area, I might just go with louvers then. Would that be all right? Oh, yeah, louvers would be great. Yeah. Okay, that's really all I needed. All righty. You take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. And again, 713-212-5874. And, and just FYI, that includes around a, a, an AC unit. You know, a lot of times people put plants around trying to shade it and stuff, and that's great, but you got to make sure you keep good airflow all the way around it. But going above it uh, is the most critical part because that's where, the, like I say, the fan is blowing and, and moving the air. And so you just don't want to do anything that's going to cause problems with that. This comes from Margaret. Any updates on lumber pricing? I need a backyard fence, board-on-board -board stained cedar, and some of the prices I have received are very high. I'm using existing posts, too. Any advice? Well, the fortunate thing is prices are starting to come down. You know, and, and I said earlier in the year, if you can wait till the end of the year 
uh, beginning of next year, I think you'll see prices stabilize. And they are on their way down because supply and demand is working. Uh, the the supply the manufacturers, and I say manufacturers, uh, the the people processing uh, trees into lumber, uh, you know, they they've got it moving. Things are taking shape, but they're not a hundred percent back to where they were yet. And I don't know that they'll ever go all the way back down, but it's a lot better than it was, and it's still getting better. So, uh, like I said before, I think if you hang till the end of the year. I think you'll be pretty good. So that's a, that's going to be about that timeline. Dolores, this is Jim. How can I help you? Okay. I just heard you talk to your other uh, caller in about the moisture in their house that they had rebuilt. And I have the same problem. I have an old house that I had redone it before uh, people moved in. It, this is a rent house. And uh, they lived there for three years. They moved out. And now I noticed the uh, the wood around the trim, the inside trim. It has that nice old-fashioned trim. The uh, uh, paint is peeling. It's peeling. We had a new air conditioner system put in, and uh, I got a painter, and he told me something about it had to do with the air conditioning system. So I don't, I didn't hear the lady or the guy talk about the um, paint, but I heard it talking about something else. Right. Well, you know, and that's something a lot of people fail to understand is that the air conditioning system is a huge dehumidifier. Mm -hmm. That's one of the big things that it does. Uh, And that's what helps make us more comfortable. Obviously, lowering the temperature doesn't, uh, Uh trust me, that that helps a great deal as well. But if you lower the temperature and you still have high humidity, Uh you're going to have moisture problems in the home. Moisture. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, several things that go into that factor. And, and, you know, the fan speed, the the coils being clean, and the right size air conditioner. Uh-huh. You know, it's yeah. far too often people think, well, uh, I had a four-ton. I want to make sure the house does good. Let's put a five-ton in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've oversized yeah. it. It doesn't run long enough, so it'll cool the house, uh-huh. but it won't dehumidify. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know. It, this is just a two-bedroom, one-bath, and it's an old house. And the uh, installer, uh, some of the guy that did the, uh, told us that the paint, it, it might be, you know, the moisture, he said there's something that the air conditioner man can put up in the attic, I think, by the, uh, by the air conditioner unit. Uh-huh. And I don't know what he said that was. But what about if people don't run their air conditioner all the time? Well, and then the humidity levels are going to go up. It's going to. That's when I kind of, because this was a young couple, and they both work, and um, so I thought maybe when they'd go, they'd just, you know, not run their air conditioner to save money. A lot of people do that, so I thought maybe that's, because they never did tell me about the problem until they moved out. Yeah. Well, and and, and let let me pass this on for everybody. Yes. Newer air conditioning systems, and when I say newer, I'm talking anything in the last 20 years. Uh Uh-huh. You do not want to adjust it. You know, it used to be we'd adjust our air conditioners five degrees during the day and then cool it back down. The newer systems are actually so efficient, you're Mm -hmm. cheaper to run it it, Mm -hmm. than than you are to shut it off and try to cool the house back down. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you, if you do want to make an adjustment, a two degree is really all you want to do. Two, Uh no more than three degrees. Mm -hmm. The old days of the four, five, six degrees are gone. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I have one. In fact, my son gave me a little thing to measure the outside, the humidity inside, and it's always, like, good. Yep. On the, on, yeah. So now they have those things. Okay. Well, you, I did answer my question. You did, and I do listen to your program every Saturday. <laughs> well, I appreciate <laughs> that. Good ideas. Yes. Yes. In fact, I thought it was a paint because we always use, like, good paint pe- People that paint, you know, I make sure it's a good paint, not yep. that cheap, cheap paint, you know. Then some painters water it down and, you know, so I, I know all about that. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. If You're I have welcome. something else, I will give you a call. I appreciate that. You take care. Yeah. Okay. I will. And... It, it... You know, the humidity, sometimes people will call me and say, well, uh, my humidity level is at 70% and, and it seems to be okay. That's on the high side. It, it really is. Uh, you know, usually if you want to get it down to where you're nice and truly comfortable, you're getting down in the 50s in the humidity level. So I just put in a, like a, a new American Standard variable speed system in my home, and I put the monitoring panel in and everything. I mean, I can actually pull it up on my phone right now from where I'm at and and look at it. But um, the nice thing about it is instead of running at 100%, a lot of times it'll drop down and only running at, you know, 30, 35%. My humidity levels at 45, 50%. The house is just extremely comfortable. And uh, but one of the issues I had prior with my older system was it was a single speed and you'd sit in a chair try to watch tv or something and every time the air conditioner would kick on it's blowing directly on you and blowing so hard you'd have to put a blanket over you in order to keep the air from just freezing you out now with that variable speed not an issue at all it's just a nice steady even flow of air and it, it just keeps you comfortable like an air conditioning system should And, you know, I was listening to news at the top of the hour, and they were talking about the rain that's going to be in Houston and the fact that, you know, the the bayous and ditches and everything will handle it when it first starts. But then as uh, the soil starts taking on moisture, it won't. Well, the reason for that, and, and I really wanted to cover this just real quick, is the soils absorb moisture about an eighth of an inch an hour. And as it's absorbing that moisture... It's actually sealing off uh, much like a, oh, like a pond would do. You know, the soils expand, it seals the edge, and so the moisture is no longer soaking into the soil like it was. That's when we start having problems because the ditches then have to haul everything away. Nothing's absorbing into the soil at that point. And that's, that's truly where a lot of our flooding comes from. Let's head over to Fort Worth. Albert, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. I got a question about putting up a fence. There's no fence anywhere around, and I don't know how to find the property fence. Can you help me with that? Well, typically the easiest way to find them is with a metal detector. I mean, that's you got to kind of know roughly where they're at, but that's uh, usually what the even the surveyors are using. That even though it's just that little rod thing, it's a metal detector yes, that's locating it. So I just probably need a stronger metal detector because the one I've got ain't picking it up. Or or you're missing where the property line is. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a good possibility. <laughs> I'm, I'm not for sure. Somebody had said that they were like eight feet in from the street. Well, it depends. Uh, you know, like where I live, the property line, the stake is actually out in the middle of the street. It's oh, buried wow. under the asphalt. And uh, so I couldn't find mine even if I wanted to. Do, do, okay. you, do you have a survey of the property? I have a survey of the property. It shows me a rough guesstimation where the pins is, or where the pins are, but it shows it in degrees, in like you know, like twenty degree longitude and latitude. Right. That just doesn't give me a measurement. Yeah, but what that should give you is, like you just said, a pretty good idea where the pins are. Uh, and so that gives you a, a range of where to start searching. Now, you can get uh, devices, you know, that, that gives you the, the the longitudes and latitudes and all that stuff that, that it calls for. And they're really not that expensive anymore. It used to be it was ungodly expensive. But nowadays, uh, even a lot of your GPSs for the car vehicle will will give you those. Not to the degree that you need it to find the pin, but... It would give you a pretty good within a couple of feet range of where it's at, and then you can maybe locate it with the metal detector. But the pins are always going to be metal. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate your help. Thank you very much. So had a question come in from J.N. Carrollton. He says, We've had, we have had extensive interior work to a 10-year-old home. Walls coming down and the interior is a mess. Contractor has not at all been the best. Unfortunately, we want to get our ducts cleaned as we have replaced the filters in our furnace twice and they are complete full of debris. Please tell us who would you use in this capacity. It has been a trying time and we need someone to with this job. Thank you. Well, you know, I, I say this all the time. Duct cleaning is something that's way overdone. Unless you had a major remodeling project or something like that that created the dust to get into the ductwork, I wouldn't do it. You hit the bill as far as what, why, and what needs to be done. Um, so absolutely, I would tell you to go ahead and get that duct cleaned out after all the work is done but beyond the duct work you're going to want to make sure that they clean the coils uh, in the attic as well because if the filter has been being compromised that way it's probably plugging up on the coils as well as the dust that's in the duct so uh, give advent air a call at 972-221-4373 you're in Carrollton they're right there in Louisville They'll be able to take care of you. Again, it's 972-221-4373. Uh, for Advent Air, and uh, I think that'll uh, take care of the little issue you're having there. And yeah, contractors, when you're doing projects of that nature, shut the AC off, plug those filters. I know it makes it uncomfortable for you inside the house open up the doors and windows let mother nature flow through the house now homeowners 
you got to understand if you're staying in the house you maybe don't want them doing that and if that's the case be prepared when it's done to have the coils cleaned and have the ductwork cleaned and you can keep the air going the whole time do change out that filter on a pretty regular basis though most homes have media filters now that's like the four inch or six inch pleated filters that are up in the attic uh, but they still have the old grill that can use the one inch filters put a one inch filter in when you're doing construction like this uh, even just use the, the the cheapy fiberglass looking type stuff because that catches the big stuff then your media filter can catch the smaller particles and you can avoid probably having to have the coils and duct cleaned out but nonetheless if it, 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 it can be trying and that's the reason I typically recommend you shut everything down You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.